Welcome to Infinite Quest. So you guys leave the goblins tied up, and you see they're, now you're looking around, they had like a makeshift camp around this uh, campfire. Are the orbs of glowing still glowing? Uh, they be glowing as long as I be not getting hit, yeah. Great. Uh, heading down the deeper into the cave, um, it begins to narrow a bit. It's about only about 10 feet wide now. You can walk side by side, and you guys come to a fork. One passage goes left, the other one goes right. Walking down the left passage, uh, it's kind of winding down and going deeper into the hillside. After about maybe 75 feet or so, Aranya, you can see, because you're leading the way, the glint of something shiny on the ground reflecting light. And it's kind of the glow of Braxis's dancing lights are kind of causing that reflection. Mm. Uh, as you get closer up, you see a bunch of broken bottles on the passage floor. Ooh. Broken bottles on the ground. The goblins have left those, I believe, as caltrops prior. Yes. Perhaps they are preventing something from coming from deeper in the cave? Could be. Keep investigating. Do you keep investigating? Let's proceed. Yeah. We'll keep on. Okay, you guys kind of like brush the glass aside and venture deeper into the cave. After about 30 feet of Rania, uh, the, the mist here again is like kind of collecting about you know, ankle deep point yeah and as you're creeping ahead you stop for a second and you see there is a thin wire stretched across the bottom of cavern floor and it's about a little above your ankle in height okay can i trace the wire to see what kind of trap it's supposed to set off sure looking around you can see it connects to a stalagmite which then connects to like a pulley and this whole Rue Goldberg contraption trap, <laughs> and it leads to a rope that uh, disappears. Well, you can't see it from the illumination of the torches, really. Uh, the rope uh, goes towards the cavern ceiling, and you can see in between the stalag tights that are hanging up there is a large spiked log. Cool. And there's something stuck on it that's kind of reflecting the light, oh. the dancing lights on it. It looks to be some kind of humanoid creature it looks i wouldn't say humanoid upon closer inspection it looks almost like like a giant beetle Ooh. but a bipedal beetle it's two forearms and in giant hooks uh, its head is almost looks like a vulture and it's been like squashed onto the end of this log it's been impaled on it and it has a couple of arrows sticking out of it hmm. you guys see that oh i see it yeah, when she points it out, everybody sees that Do, now. Does it seem that the intention of the trap was to swing based on, like, this Rube Goldberg device? Is it swinging in towards deeper into the cave? Yes, and the way that thing is impaled on it, it looks like it impaled it as it was coming from deeper into the cave. I hate to believe that goblins are right when the fates are chosen, but perhaps this is not the way to proceed. Those horrible creatures exist down here. Yeah, it seems maybe they're just trying to keep something... In the cave. Well, we, perhaps we allow it to stay in the cave if it looks horrible like that vulture-headed hooked thing. I'm not a huge fan. 
The only shiny thing I like is me. No. <laughs> Let's turn around. There was another path to the right at the split. Yes. Yeah, we'll head back there. Okay, cool. You guys head back to the uh, the original fork, and the fates led you astray, which they do in time time. And you guys are take the other path. I was just going to say, Timora is the goddess of trickery, in addition to luck. Trickery, fate, luck, whatever. Yeah, just saying. Luck is a tricky thing. Hmm. So are the fates. Mm. Uh, after you're proceeding down this other path, about maybe 20 feet, it forks again. There's a passage to the left and a passage to the right. Did they tell us what to do here? I believe we are still in uncharted goblin territory. We are within the fork of a fork, I believe. Yeah, you're the fork of a fork. Oh, okay. Can Thomas check for goblin tracks leading in any of those directions? Yes. 19. Okay, uh, you notice there are two sets of booted footprints that go off to the right path and then a set of uh, barefoot tracks that are pretty big that go off to the left. Are these perhaps the private chambers of the two bullies? El Hobgoblinio? <laughs> See? <laughs> well, I describe and try not to be like condescending mansplaining about it but just demonstrate the tracks <laughs> and inform the party of what i've seen that is a boot the, oh wow that is mansplaining <laughs> <laughs> that is a boot ladies it's and real Dragonborn. far away for me it's hard for me to see it anyway so thanks yeah wait why is it far away from you because i'm standing up it's down on the ground oh <laughs> god Thomas is about half her height <laughs> well kneel down and take a closer look Booty. I like the boot better. Follow the boots. Follow yeah. the boots. Yep, follow the boots. Okay. Following the boot tracks. Ooh. What? Can we trap the other way? Is that a thing? Oh, put a trap out. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay, do you have a trap? I, I look expectantly at other gonna... more useful party members. Priests pack. Shrug. I'm sure that'll come in handy. What's the floor of the cave made out of? Stone. Mm. I'm gonna throw down a few ball bearings. Ah, well, it, let me let me be clear. It's like stone and like dirt and sand. I was gonna say, how did he see tracks? Yeah, stone? yeah, that that's accurate. Okay, ball bearings won't do anything here. No, uh, but I also have pitons. Yeah. How big are those? They're like uh, long spikes. They're designed to be hammered into hammered into to stone. Okay. Um, is there enough sediment in the bottom of the cave that I can like put some pitons out so that if you were to step on them with bare feet, it would be kind of like an unpleasant Lego situation? Yeah, sure. You right. can you can plant a bunch of piton Lego traps on the ground. Perfect. Okay, go ahead. Roll a uh, roll a thieves tool check. We're using your uh, wisdom. Let's say. Okay. Twenty. Okay. You set about a half dozen pitons in the ground. Great. As Aranya is placing these pitons in the gr in the sand, and it looks like cleverly placed sharp Legos. Pretty good. Uh, you guys kind of steal your nerves and prepare yourselves to go down the right path to follow these booted footprints. And reflecting upon the last few days' adventure, you guys all gain a level. Woohoo!
everybody will get a little bit more hit points and also uh, some new skills. We'll uh, we'll find out what those new skills are as we use them. What do you guys do? You guys gather your things, take a deep breath, and then proceed down the right passage. Yep. Yep. Okay. And you guys are moving stealthily? Oh, yeah. I want everybody to roll a stealth check. Uh, Kishan, with a uh, disadvantage. All right, Aranya. What'd you get? 18. 18. Tahomas. 23. Braxis. Speaking of the mic. 16. Uh, Kishan. 9. 9. Good rolls. Okay. You guys are creeping quietly through this cavern. The mist is now up to your waist, and it's about, uh, the cavern kind of widens a bit, and then you can see up ahead as it turns a corner, it opens up into a wider chamber, peering around that corner. You see it's just empty. Aranya, you see it's, it's pretty much empty. You can see a bunch of barrels and crates on the inside, though. Okay. But no, as you're peering around the corner, you don't see anybody in there. I'm going to turn around and be like, it looks empty. And then start sneaking into the room. Okay. All right, Brexus, you have, there's no lights in the room. Uh, I will, uh, I will like wave over to them as if come hither. Okay. And have them uh, dance in this towards the center of the room. Okay. They dance into the center of the room, illuminating the room. And you guys, as you're all creeping in, you can see that there's a bunch of crates and barrels in this room and sacks on the ground. I'm going to do the adventurer thing and start investigating said satchels and crates. Okay. By smashing them. <laughs> Loudly. <laughs> smashing them with what? Well, I mean, isn't that what we do? Oh, this yeah. Adventure, so like, oh, the, this is, yeah, we're playing Diablo right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As you guys creep into this room, um, it is it is almost comical how poorly hidden these two hobgoblins are. There's a, a giant one hiding behind a barrel. And you can just see him, like his shoulders are just obviously sticking out, right? <laughs> and as soon as you guys creep in the room and you notice these things, when they jump out with their weapons, it's no surprise. But the battle is on. You see in front of you stands a goblin wearing chainmail and he has a large warhammer in his hands. And he's got a bright red nose. On the other side of the room is a female hobgoblin and she has a long sword clutched in both of her hands. Aranya, what do you do? There's a bunch of crates and barrels in this large chamber. There's only one way in, the way you guys came. How far am I from the nearest of the two? Yeah, 20 feet. Okay. I'm going to run up to the longsword female and try to attack her with my rapier. Okay. I want you to roll an attack. 24. Damage? 8. Okay. Aranya dashes forward quickly and closing the distance on this hobgoblin. You stab her right in the chest with your rapier. And then, with my new bonus action, I'm going to hide amongst the barrels, hopefully better than the hobgoblins just did. It's also kind of misty in here, so that will actually help you hide. So go ahead and roll a hide, or stealth check. That's a seven. Okay, you guys see Aranya duck behind the other side of the crate. She doesn't t- look too well hidden. <laughs> Tahomas, uh, you just saw Ranya 
duck down into the mist, but her like head is exposed. What do you do? Bonus action giggle. <laughs> Primary action, I'm going to move my bow, which I've been using my left hand, to my right hand. Okay. I now, I now get plus two to my archery attacks. Oh. I realized I was right handed this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and I will uh, let loose an arrow at that uh, goblin that Aranya had struck. Okay. Go ahead and roll attack. 16. As you shoot the arrow at her, she ducks right behind the crate and Oof. it hits the crate. Thomas is not happy about that. He's disappointed. Disappointed in himself? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he was left-handed. <laughs> Cutting over to Braxis. Braxis is going to uh, kind of like spring into action, having been somewhat startled despite his comrades seeing through the uh, clever ruse. He wasn't quite paying attention. He like looks around startled. He like yells out into the uh, closest of the two hobgoblins and says, uh, says Don't look, you're a... Uh... The hobgoblin's like tapping his like, foot. Hold waiting. on, hold on, hold on. I've got, I got the thing for this. <laughs> uh, all, all right, all right. I know the thing for this. Okay, good. During his distraction, I'm going to attempt cutting words to try and <laughs> do cutting word stuff. So he needs to make a will save DC 13. Uh, which one? The big, uh, uh, the guy with the red nose? Yes, the red okay. nose reindeer. <laughs> the red nose hobgoblin reindeer. Yes. Okay. Uh, he's like, oh, that insult actually hurt. Roll damage. <laughs> he just says that. He takes out two damage of insult damage. <laughs> you slightly insulted his pride. Disadvantage. Gotcha. I'm going to say, do a better job on your turn than I just did on my turn. I'll say it to uh, bestow that on your ship. So you have an extra D6 in which you use on it. Question, has Vraxxus been drinking? No, Vraxxus has been. Okay, good. And it goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the female hobgoblin that you just stabbed Aranya. She steps around the crate and she's menacingly looking right in your eyes uh-huh. and she just swings her longsword down on you and cuts into your shoulder for four points damage. Ow! The hobgoblin with the red nose looks in your eyes, Gashan, and he charges forward at you. Okay. He grips his warhammer in both hands and takes a swing at you and it collides right into your shoulder for ten points of damage. Okay, uh, Gashan, as you're reeling back from this blow, you're uh, steadying yourself, and Tahomas, as you're knocking another arrow, you suddenly hear footsteps right behind you, and then you turn around to see this giant creature swing right at you and hit you in the chest with its morning star. You take 24 points of damage. <coughs> it knocks him right off his feet and onto the ground. Wow. Holy is crap. he unconscious? He is. All right, Gashan, you heard this like a loud Ugh! and then you heard a body hit the floor and just to your left you see Thomas laying on the ground and looking over your shoulder you see that there is a large furry goblinoid creature most likely a bugbear he's holding a a morning star that's dripping with Thomas's blood you're sandwiched now between this hobgoblin and this uh, bugbear don't like it um okay as a bonus action, I am going to empower myself with Divine Radiance. Oh, Divine Favor? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, and it's upsetting when I get hit, Yeah. but it's more upsetting when someone in my party gets hit, like, from behind. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go after the bugbear. Roll attack. 22. I'm, I'm angry. I'm also going to use Divine Smite. 
Okay, roll 3d8, add plus 5 and a d4. Uh, 26, and then with one of my new things, my dueling, that's actually a 28. 28 points of damage. Uh, this bugbear was not able to relish in his victory very long. You turn around and you look at this bugbear right now and he just has this mean, like, ugly face. And you swing your warhammer in a wide arc and just crush his face in. And he just falls to the ground. He is, he is not alive anymore. He's very, very dead. She's done. <laughs> okay, Aranya, you're crouched down on the ground. You're looking at this hobgoblin who just cut into your shoulder. Aranya's pissed off. Is there a barrel I can jump up on so I can look down on her while I attack her? <laughs> yeah, there's a bar- there's like two stack barrels right next to you. Perfect. Uh-huh. Aranya's going to climb up on there and then try to stab her. Stab her from the top of the barrels? Yeah. All right, go ahead. Roll attack roll. She just wants the upper hand, even if it's literal. That's 20 to hit. All right, damage. Six. All right, you jump up on this barrel, and we'll just say you jump up right up on it, and then you just... She looks kind of surprised for a second, and then you just stab her right across the vantage point, and she just has this look on her face, like a resigned look, and then just lumps to the ground. All right, Braxis, you're up. Uh, is currently adjacent to, uh, the bugbear, correct? Uh, she's adjacent to a dead bugbear and a very much alive hobgoblin. Yeah. I am, uh, I'm going to look at this bugbear, and I am going to cast, uh, I'm going to cast, uh, Dissonant Whispers, and kind of, uh, whisper terrible things in its ear that it's intended to try and get it to run away from it. Uh, DC 13. Okay. Roll damage. Okay, and uh, you were standing like kind of right next to this creature, and it just runs down the hallway uh, out of the Gishan, take a fleet swing on it. As it runs right by you, turning its back on you. Eight. You are inspired. Yeah, I will use that. Ten. Okay, uh, your reflexes are not that great. Too much anger. You take this, like, very delayed swing as it runs right by you. Are you doing anything else? Uh, that'll be it. Okay. Thomas continues bleeding on the ground. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, the hobgoblin, like, stops for a second as he's running down the hall turns back around, and, and he makes a charge at you, Gashan. Oh my. Alright, he grips his Warhammer in both hands, and he brings it down right on your shoulder for a total of 17 points of damage. I'm down. Aranya, what do you do? You see uh, this hobgoblin, he let out like a, a roar as he charged back into the cavern and knocked Gashan down oh, with the man. Warhammer. Uh, how far am I from him? Oh, 30 feet. Yeah. As much as Arania likes her safe spot, she's going to run over to him, uh, letting out a small war cry. She's going to try to stab him with her rapier. Okay, go ahead and roll and attack roll. <laughs> Oops. 
Oh, nat 20. Oh. Roll for damage, I assume? No, no, you're not going to roll for damage. <laughs> you definitely did not hit this guy. No, roll for damage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, roll damage. 19. Aranya dashes forward right past you, Braxis, as this top goblin is staring at you, and you just leap right over your friends and pierce him right in the heart. And he, he kind of grabs the blade a little bit. Damn animals. And he collapses to the ground. Aranya's like afraid to blink as this whole thing happens. Uh, Braxis runs over to Gashan and uh, starts banging on her chest. Says, <laughs> I'm sure your scales are worth more dead than alive, but be back already. I will cast Healing Word as a uh, the words grace for lips and heal for four damage. All right. Uh, Gashan, you wake up. And we've been forgetting to roll saving throws for Thomas. Oh, I know. Yeah. Mm, roll, I a, roll a death save just once. Yeah, you're fine anyways. Yeah. Um, Gashan, you wake up. What do you do? You're, you see Thomas is still laying on the ground. He passed out next to you. Meh. Man, he's fine. <laughs> he's He'll walk it off. He's fine. I use my lay on hands ability. Okay, great. Thomas, you get 10 hit points back. <coughs> I'm back. Except nice. then he sees me laying my hands on him and he's... <laughs> He's, he's, he's a lot, little alarmed. <laughs> yeah, you just see these two clawed hands like right on your chest. <laughs> Hello, lads and lassies. This is Jack, and I play Braxis over here at the Infinite Quest Podcast. Thank you so damn much for listening to this episode. At the end of the day, all we want to do is record D&D episodes all the damn time. But, unfortunately, it's not a reality. Yet. With a little bit of help from you, by sharing these episodes with like-minded friends and nerds, people that love adventure, escapism, foul-mouthed humor in the voice of a pirate, well, we can make it a reality. If you enjoy what you're hearing, send it to a friend. And if you enjoy what you're hearing but you don't want to send it to a friend, well, sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the episode. Because we enjoyed making it. you've ever heard of the league of extraordinary adventurers you know that they've done great things amongst the realms such as battle the t-rex slain a hydra sometimes kill their own party members Why? if you're interested in treasure and adventure then visit the whiteheart inn to join the league of extraordinary adventurers All right, so uh, what do you guys do? Two of you are pretty badly wounded, but mm. you just took out these three, two hobgoblins and one bugbear. Um, you search their shit. Yeah, you definitely. Search, you search their shit. Their personal belongings or the entire room? Personal belongings. Personal, personal belongings. belongings first. And all of it. Yeah. Did you mention that one was wearing chain mail? Yes, one was wearing a chain shirt. I look at the dent in my chest, and I feel, like, woefully inadequately armored. Uh-huh. I'd like to inspect whether that chainmail would fit me, and whether that's better than the okay. dent I have in my, my sternum right now. So, Thomas, yeah, this this hobgoblin, you, he's wearing a nice chain shirt. And you take it off his body, and you put it on. And Gashan, this is actually kind of interesting. As 
Tom, you see Thomas doing this as you're nursing your wounds, and he puts on that chain shirt. You realize that is a strangely well-made chain shirt. Inspecting it a little bit closer, it appears to be human-made. Hmm. I, I go over to him. Does it fit him, or is it? Uh, it's it's a little loose and baggy on him because this hobgoblin was probably six two and yeah. you know almost a foot taller than so yeah. he looks like a. Uh, <laughs> Do you want this chain? <laughs> he, he looks like he's wearing his dad's t-shirt. Oh man! Kashan wouldn't really ask, but she does kind of like go up to him and maybe even kneel down a little bit. So she just she kind of inspects it and 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 nods. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And stands back up. Would this fit you better? Possibly. It it would, but I don't I don't need it. How does it look on me? I will I will, I will a twirl about and demonstrate my new armor. <laughs> may it may encumber you a bit. It looks like a dress on him. We, we, <laughs> a chain a dress. Fancy dress. A fancy chain dress. It's, it's impressive. Cool. We could try to sell it. Okay, that's also good. You may as well wear it for now. So, uh, who else was searching the bodies? Uh, I, I heard a few hands. Aranya okay. is. Aranya, you're searching the bodies. You find um, the hobgoblins, the two hobgoblins have a total of 19 gold pieces on them and three silver. And you find a small sack. And looking inside of it, you find a red potion and about 10 gold pieces and a fistful of copper and silver. Cool. And then the bugbear has uh, no money on him. Aranya's going to try to pocket three gold without anyone noticing and then say, all right, we got some money over here. All right, go and roll your sleight of hand there, Aranya. Aranya without any morals. That's a 17. Okay, uh, Vraxis, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to... Yeah, I don't really need to be doing anything. I'm going to make sure that the path that leads out of this room, is there an additional path further into this cave? No, there's only one path that leads into this So cave. this is the end of it? Yeah, this is dead end. I'm going to start making my way towards the uh, mouth of the split to make sure that we, the uh, ruckus that we caused didn't have something else coming okay. after us. Yeah, you make your way towards the mouth of the split, and uh, yeah, you don't hear anything over there. You just sit and watch. Gishan, what are you doing? I follow Braxis okay. back down the way to go... Eventually, check on the little, the little guys. The little goblins. guys. Gotcha. Little guys. All right. Uh, you two doing anything else in this cave? Yeah, I want to see what's in the barrels. Okay, Aranya, uh, you, you're like looking at these barrels. There's like a small barrel, and uh, this one, you like kind of sh- pick it up and shake it a little bit. It's got liquid inside of it, and a little tap on it. Hmm. Hmm. Indeed. Interesting. Oh. I guess I'll open the one of the tap. You can smell it. It's got ale in it. Ooh. Do I have anything to fill up? Yeah, there's actually a tankard nearby. I'm going to fill up a tankard. All right. And then I'm going to go retrieve my pitons. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Aranya comes back down the hall with a uh, a tankard in her hands. What are you doing with that there, lass? <laughs> I found some ale. You mean there's just ale sitting back in that room? Yes. Hold this for a moment. I'll like hand her my rape, uh, rapiers. <laughs> I'll hand her my rapier, and I yeah. will continue down the uh, corridor to fill my flask. I, I like how you just you just you didn't even sheath your weapon. You just handed her your rapier. Like, oh, don't, yep. don't got time for this. No, nope, we gotta move. Okay. 
All right. Fill, yeah. fill, in, fill in the flask. Okay, fill in the flask. Um, Watch myself. I'm a little slow today. I'm curious about the bugbear room now that the bugbear is no longer part of it. I'll be careful for Legos on my way in. Okay. So, yeah. He, he just passes right by you and goes to the other passage. Tahomas does. Kishan follows Tahomas. Okay. You follow Tahomas down the uh, the side path, and it stinks in this passageway. It's getting, like, more and more pungent. It just smells like an unwashed animal. And at the end of this passage, you see it kind of dead ends into this what looks like a makeshift den. There's a bunch of furs laying on the ground. There's, like, bits of bones from small animals and stuff. Can I identify any of the furs? Yeah, they're animal furs. Are any of them... Maybe perchance wolf pelts. You know what? Yeah, there's a there's actually a wolf pelt among them. I ignore it. All right, what? Good. Just kidding. I'm taking it. All right, digging five gold right there. He gives it to me. I add it to the pile. I, I like how you just you're <laughs> telling. Just like I, I like how you're telling what he's doing. He yeah, gives it to you. She knows. Okay. I mean, you, is that is that your, just your way of saying you take it from him? Pretty much. Okay. Sure. Good. He, I don't think he can carry it. Also, thanks for the resurrection. All right, oh, cool. You know. What do you guys do in this room? Mission accomplished. Oh, yeah. You're not going to search or anything? It smells. Okay. I want to leave. All right, cool. You guys leave there. Oh, all that that treasure, buried treasure in that room. <laughs> that, that's where the magic items were. <laughs> too gross. <laughs> too, too gross. I don't care about that vorpal sword. Fuck it, whatever. <laughs> not even worth it selling my hands. All right, um... Back in the uh, main chamber. If hobgoblins and bugbears are hanging out, who's yeah. usually in charge? Would I know that? Um, it might depend, but uh, you're thinking that it's probably Malster the Merciless. Okay. Yeah, which they said was the hobgoblin the with hobgoblin. the red nose. Uh, in his room, I want to check for any kind of like notes. Also on his person, any indication that he's been in contact with anyone outside of the goblins in this cave. Gotcha. Okay. As you were like back in that room and searching it, you notice that this room is kind of looks like a kind of like they were sleeping in here. Mm-hmm. There's a few um, bed rolls out, uh, some plates of food and beer, and there's a crate in the middle that has a like a parchment that's rolled up on it. Mm. Aranya's gonna. Open up the parchment. Okay, you unfurl this parchment, and it looks like a crude map of the valley. Hmm. Yeah, with, like, different markings on it. Does it have, like, trade routes on it? Um, it has the main road on it, and there's, like, a couple of X's on that main road. Uh, and it has, like, Ashman Ford on it, and a few other locations. Okay. Any of those locations coincide with any of the spottings of missing people, or the original spotting of wolves? There's nothing marked on the eastern side of the the valley except for uh, a, like an X, two X's. One says ruins. The other one says uh, dwarf town. So it's more detailed on the west. Yeah, it's it's more detailed on the west. It shows like a couple X's on the road, Ashman Ford, and it shows like in the far west. It says like there's an X that says base camp, and then there's a few other circles on that side. It says base camp. Yeah. Okay. Arania's going to take the map. Do you notice that on the far side of this room, in the wall is, there are a couple of, looks to be like mining picks. Mm-hmm. And there appears to be like some kind of metallic shining object. You can see it uh, 
as the torchlight is kind of glinting off it. It looks like an almost like dark silver ore vein. Does Aranya know what that would be other than silver? Go ahead and roll an intelligence check. 20. You've seen this kind of metal around before, Aranya. You're thinking it might be meteorite. Ooh, hang on. This looks like meteorite. It sounds expensive. I want to try to get it out. Can you give me a hand? I'm going to like start approaching it with a squint as I glare at it. Is it, is it real shiny? It's kind of a, uh, a dull shine. Does it have It any... looks like a dark silver. I pick, I pick up one of the pickaxes uh-huh. and I raise it over my head and I look at her and say, I've never done this before in my life. And I begin to hit it hard <laughs> against the wall in an attempt to remove said ore. Okay, cool. Arani is going to see if his uh, strikes are hitting where he intends them to. And if so, she'll assist. Okay, cool. Why don't you roll a 20 as well? Okay. Both of you guys just roll a strength check. Eight. Fourteen. Fourteen. All right. Uh, as you guys are basically picking away at this ore vein, um, eventually you guys dislodge a large chunk of this ore from the wall. And now you guys have a basically, you could say, uh, like a 10-pound chunk of ore roughly the size of, I don't know, basketball? Yeah, we'll go with the basketball size. Even though you guys don't know what basketball size. It's real irregular in shape. Does it, it have yes. like little... Yeah, it's a real irregular in shape. It's got some good weight to it. Does it seem lighter than we expect? Uh, it's got some good weight to it. It's a pretty big chunk. Mm-hmm. But it's got also like bits of rock and right. stuff. Yeah. That is the most American description of a piece of ore I've ever heard. It's in pounds and the size of a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should have said. For our European audience. It's, it's actually um, five kilograms and about the size of a soccer ball. A what now? There we go. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the size of a football. Correct. A football. <laughs> An American football? No. I, I may not be a professional in these things, but uh, it seems like this thing may be worth some coin. I think so. Um, what's inside the crate? Uh, inside that crate, it's actually a bunch of weapons. Hmm. Long swords and spears and stuff. Gishan goes to inspect them and see if any of them are any good. Yeah. And and Gashan is in the room too <laughs> to answer the question. So we basically, yeah, you guys are all in the room now. Standing. What are you guys looking at? <laughs> behind me. Jesus. Yeah. That one's great, me. <laughs> all right, you guys are all crowded around this crate, and uh, yeah, there's um, uh, inside that crate. It's actually a bunch of weapons. They all look to be very high quality, like human-made quality. Ooh. Huh. Anyone need a new weapon? There's some nice stuff in here. Worth anything to sell? Are there, like, any kind of artisan signatures on this or any clues, like, where these might have come from? Yeah, actually. You can see that uh, you're inspecting the crate now. There's actually a couple of different stamps on the outside of all these crates and barrels. Like, one's got uh, a stamp of a dragon. Well, like, several have stamps of Hmm. a dragon. Uh, and other ones have a stamp of, uh, you, somebody roll a history check. Me. 20. 20, nice. Uh, some of them have stamps of 
Battle Dale. One of the nearby Dales. Does the stuff seem... But it all seems new, or at least, like, it's in good condition. Yeah, it's all in good condition. Actually, even their weapons, like you're looking at these hobgoblins now, their weapons actually look like they're in good condition. Hmm. Looks like mm. these things might have been stolen. Or they're working with humans. Ooh. Maybe. Could I... Could I remove one of these sign part of a crates and just add that to my inventory just sort of break off on this yeah you could break off a piece of wood Arania's gonna take the map yeah um and as many weapons as she can carry back to town to sell okay yeah let's say you take, take like five weapons yeah Arania's struggling on the way to five weapons <laughs> One of the things you notice uh, about weapons as she's taking all these weapons, you know mm. that some weapons have the mark of the maker on them, like etched in them. Would I recognize any of those marks? Yeah, sure, actually. Uh, you recognize them as a trade organization of blacksmiths that you're part of. Interesting. Well, where are those blacksmiths located? Or could I all around that... the world? Okay. They're mainly located in the Western Heartlands. Yeah. So that won't be a like way of tracking where, how these buffoons got them. Yes. They the main way to trace them would be through the 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 brand that's put on the wood of okay. the crates they're in. Which yeah. Yeah. We've inspected and Tahomas took so okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, do you recognize the dragon as a the, the personal symbol of Cormier? Okay, I think we're ready to head back to town. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Travel montage. Uh, you guys make your way back to town, and um, as you guys are uh approaching the town, it takes you a little while to get there because you're not taking any uh, well-worn path and you guys are approaching the town of Asherman Ford as the uh just as it's entering late afternoon sweet go team should we untie those goblins huh what should we untie oh. those goblins <laughs> <laughs> hey thank you for listening to Infinite Quest a big thank you to Daniel Freihofer, our talented audio engineer, for editing, mixing, and mastering. You can reach him at freihoferd at gmail.com. Additional thanks to tabletopaudio.com for theme songs. If you'd like to learn more, you can check out our website at infinitequest.squarespace.com. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you and hope you will join us for the next episode of Infinite Quest.